Mr. Alfred Bynes. How are we doing there, Mr. Lewis? Doing well. They just picked the All-Star team, so we got to get to some of these picks. Did you just notice that Paul George was actually left off the All-Star team? That's pretty surprising. Oh, not only is it surprising, it's a little bit ironic that Victor Oladipo is now an All-Star and he's not. I love it. I love it. I was just talking yesterday about how they were making so much fun of that trade and the Pacers clearly got the better of that. Well, I don't know if I would say clearly got the better of that. They've definitely gotten a lot out of Victor Oladipo, but I think, you know, it was pretty intriguing this summer was we, you and I talked about how many all-stars there were in the West now with Oklahoma city picking up some, um, you know, Jimmy Butler going over to Minnesota and, there were potentially 16 guys who were all-stars and here you are here. Are some of the ones who get snubbed, um, you know, in the East, I know I read that Andre Drummond was a snub. Quite frankly, I, I disagree. I don't think, he, <laughs> I don't think he's worthwhile. I happen to th- really excited that Joel Embiid brings back the uh, sexiness of a big man. Um, he does. Especially proud of Brad Beal. Um, as you know, him and I, him and I knew each other when we were at Florida, and uh, I don't think I've ever seen anyone with more talent on a court that I've been on. And he, he was, he deserves being an All Star, so it's pretty fantastic for him. I like that. Um, you know, you brought up the Wizards because they were definitely my preseason pick to, you know, below expectations team. And just recently, they got into the locker room thing where all the players disagree with each other, and that's what I've been talking about all all, all season with these guys is they don't like each other. And your pick, the flop for the East was the Bucks and Jason Kidd just got fired. So I wanted to get to that and kind of get your feelings on where they're going to go from here. Can they still be a contender in the East? I, um, I don't think so. I think that Jason Kidd, while his offense might be, you know, simple, he seemed to be liked by at least, you know, Jonas, the Greek freak is you should do whatever he asks. Um, so this is kind of surprising to me, but the Bucks are always known to try outside the box, um, you know, tactics, and maybe this one works. But I, I don't think so. I just don't think that they're all that um, competitive. At least I didn't think so. I still don't. Yeah, I mean, I think that Steph Curry and all of them weren't happy when Mark Jackson got fired, and you know, then they got Steve Kerr. But midseason's probably a little different, and. I'm not sure he's going to come in and replace and put that talent together at least this year. So, um, you know, the thing that I also wanted to talk about, the other locker room drama with the Cavs, are they better off trading Kevin Love and getting some assets? Or you can't do that because, I mean, they're just stuck right now. They're, they're absolutely stuck with just let's see how far we can take it. And everybody knows the whole thing is imploding next year. Uh, Todd, I think that the Cleveland Cavaliers situation is is really an embarrassing one considering – you know, they try to stockpile assets and brought in new guys who potentially mess with um, the culture there, for better or worse. And I think Kevin Love, who is also an all-star, is unfairly being used because um, for some reason I could believe that Kevin Love doesn't have many friends on the team. I don't know if <laughs> believe that, but when I watch Cleveland Cavaliers games, I don't really see guys that I think Kevin Love goes to a brewery with or has a bourbon, you know, over some barbecue. I just, I don't know. That's just my, my feeling. So if you shift Kevin my Love feel, away. My feeling is that the Cavs, the, the Cavs are going to, even if they get the eight seed, 
I still think that they're going to come out of the East because the playoffs are entirely different than the regular season. You're telling me the Cavs can't come out in the first round and beat some team four to one and get five days of practice to prepare. I mean, that's the difference. The, the playoffs are a whole different ball game. Well, you, you're probably right, but I'm willing to tell – I'm willing to say that I think that the Wizards and the Celtics play each other in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, and that's, that's two picks that – I don't know if the Raptors do it, and I don't think the Cavaliers actually do it. I think that they fall apart, and I think that um, – I think you're about to see them completely unravel. Yeah, I think speaking of the Raptors, an entirely new season when it hits playoff time because Kyle Lowry is just awful. And DeMar DeRozan, that, that pair that's so good in the regular season, they just always disappear in the playoffs, and that's why you just can't take them seriously. Yeah, I do think that Kyle Lowry, I think that his age is overlooked. He's always hurt later in the season. And I feel like every year we watch a playoff with the Raptors looking like they could contend, and then they the wheels just fall off because – Kyle Lowry is an unbelievable floor general, but I almost wonder if they should start using the Spurs approach and start resting some of their older guys. Um, yeah. Because I do think that they do have the makeup for a team that could could definitely get to the Eastern Conference Finals, but you know, I just happen to think that the Celtics play well. I think that the Wizards play well. So, we'll see. Yeah. How, now, how about your uh, how about your Denver Nuggets there, Todd? Jamal Murray came out last night and put up a career-high 37 points. He played very well, and they beat the Blazers. So I think still that if they get in that 7-6 range and Paul Millsap comes back, probably we don't really know what's going to happen yet still because he's been with that broken hand. But Paul Millsap comes back, they can make some noise, man. We'll see what happens. Uh, I mean, they're an exciting young team to watch. Um, I think that – I think you and I really look forward to watching a lot of young teams see if they blossom. And I think you and I have been let down – by a lot of the ones we expected to be better than they are. Um, yeah, you know. the 76ers have been the most fun for me to watch. When Joel Embiid is playing and they're in a rhythm and they've won like three or four games and he's playing, actually, him and Simmons are really fun to watch, that four to five combination. So that's been my favorite. Sure. Now, I did think that the Jazz would be a lot better than they are. Um, you know, they're, they're at the bottom. But I do think that, for me, I love watching the Minnesota Timberwolves. There's mm -hmm. something about the brand of basketball they play – and watching those athletes, I mean, those young guys, Cat and uh, Butler are a great combination. Wiggins will, I think, find his form. I mean, they're leading their division. There's no reason they can't, um, you know, potentially challenge somebody, at least in maybe one matchup, if they, if they play, if they don't play the Golden State Warriors. Hey, Todd, do you um, think the Rockets could upset the Golden State Warriors? You know, I have a couple of Houston Rockets uh, friends out here that I've been talking to, and they really put it together for me, their death lineup. You know, how are you going to guard the death lineup, I asked them. And they say, P.J. Tucker on green. They really point to the fact that they have better defense with Mute. Capella can move his feet on the switch. Um, you know, Ariza can play defense. So they know they're not going to stop Kevin Durant, but their feeling is they have enough guys who um, you know, are able to get off of that switch and actually contest the shots enough offense that they they swear they're going to win so the Rockets could do it I've definitely watched some of their games um, I wasn't convinced that Chris Paul and James Harden would work but James Harden he's playing defense and he looks good so I'd like to see them at least make it close otherwise this is going to be another boring season mark my words Chris Paul will not be playing it late in the playoffs he'll, he'll be injured by <laughs> yes <laughs> you and I both know that's what's going to happen 
Hey. And the Cavs, oh, God, now, I just I, can't watch that again. I know this team might seem irrelevant, um, you know, quietly only being 30 and 18, but the San Antonio Spurs just benched Tony Parker. I like Murray. I thought that kid Murray played really well in the playoffs last year, and he was one of my guys who was going to be most improved, and he hasn't done anything this year. So, I mean, and the Kawhi situation is weird because he's away from the team right now. I doubt that there's any discomfort. Kawhi is just being Kawhi, and I'm sure that, they're just being cautious, but it's weird. That situation with Kawhi is a little weird. Oh, yeah. Maybe maybe they send him over to Cleveland for Kevin Love and a lot of assets. Maybe. Speaking of weird uh, GMing or taking care of your players, what the hell is going on with the Markel Fultz situation? How bizarre is that? Yeah, it seems unexplainable. I think that – and to think, have they, have they even come close to nailing it on that draft pick, how good they would be? But Right? All you had to do is pick Jason Tatum – and not give away next year's first-round pick, guys. God, they are <laughs> pathetic. <laughs> but I'll keep, it, uh, I'll keep it under 10 minutes. The last thing I wanted to do is give Dame Dalla a shout-out. I think it's his first All-Star game, and he definitely deserves it. And um, I don't know if you've actually listened to his album, but I actually think some of his songs are pretty good. So Dame Dollar, I'm a fan. I'm happy he got an All-Star game. Oh, yes, much love there. Well, always a pleasure, Mr. Lewis. All right, my friend. Take it easy. Take care.